0: Hey guys, Dan Frigolette here from Sexy People Podcast, formerly Porn Stars Are People. I wanted to apologize personally for the period of time where we haven't put out episodes. It's been a long, hard year post-pandemic, and I've had a lot of health issues, to be honest, and that has caused the period of time where we didn't give you any content. Thank you for staying with us. I promise we will not allow this behavior to continue. New episodes start... Sexy People Podcast. I'm Dan Frigolette. Thank you for listening. Apologies for the uh, the period where we were not around. Um, today is a very fun and interesting episode. This is actually my fourth time interviewing our guest. Uh, we did it. We did like a pre episode episode that did, we didn't record. We recorded an episode that apparently I didn't record, and then we just did another post episode episode of just hanging out. That was another. So this is like the fifth hour that I'm talking to our guest, uh, So we're like
1: besties by now.
0: But welcome to the program, uh, Brody Kamen. Thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. And to add to that, if it doesn't work this time, we're just complete shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we can't figure it out this time, it's a wrap. And we're never putting this episode out. Uh, Thank you for being here. There's a new there's a new thing I started with you. And 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 we're going to have to do it again. Uh, 30 seconds. Just brag about yourself for a little bit.
1: Um, So basically, I came from a trailer in the middle of nowhere and I live in West Hollywood and I am uh, rapidly gaining popularity to be one of the uh, on the way to be one of the top um, gay porn people. Um, I haven't won any awards yet, but I can assure you at some point I will. we're just not there yet.
0: All right, I love it. Um I love it a lot. It's uh um yeah, I think I think it's fun to put people on the spot, but also it's like I don't know how to like read somebody's bio. It's just like the bio is like he has a huge cock. Um so that, so that's so that's the first question I guess. Uh and uh, and I'm feeling I'm feeling saucy and I'm feeling British. What's it like having a massive wiener?
1: Well, okay. So first of all, everyone who doesn't have one wants one. And the people that do have one understand that it's not a walk in the fucking park, Okay. (laughs) finding underwear, finding, um, you know, a way to like, basically strap it to your legs So you're not like a public (laughs) nuisance. Okay. Um, not, not to mention that it's very difficult to find someone that can actually take it and have it be enjoyable.
0: Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to say where I fall in the spectrum, but I, I I relate to some of the things that you're saying. Okay. So number one thing um, in, in doing these podcasts on, on the, on the boy side, I've realized that there is like a standard to um, like how much dick print you can show on social media. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't Over. think most people know that. Yes. So it constantly very- you're trying to like walk the line of how much, how much like, um, what, what did they call it? Eggplant Tuesday. Do you remember? Do you remember that when this happened?
1: <laughs> what is Eggplant so the ga- So
0: the game who's a rapper apparently is stacked and he and he put like a uh, he put like an underwear shot out and then they started calling it uh, Eggplant Tuesday. I can't remember if it was Tuesday or not. It didn't rhyme with My it. Anyway. Um, so that was like a thing starting to show uh, uh, penis print on, um, oh, yeah. on on social media. So can you get flagged for showing too much penis print without showing any of your actual genitals?
1: Um, yes. And so it, that's, it's a very delicate line and it has to be very minimal and whatever video you're doing has to not have anything to do with that. It's just something secondary that people who want to see it will notice that it's there and people that don't want to see it are focusing on like, okay, why is this video this? I don't really care about that because they don't understand. It's all about the dick print. Yeah. About all context. about that. <laughs>
0: DP, oh DP, and I don't mean double P. Um, okay. So <laughs> the underwear thing, Explain this.
1: Why is it so hard to buy underwear? Okay, so one, it's incredibly uncomfortable because it's like like if I taped it to like around myself, like that that's the the compression of having it squished up against me is not very good. And what else happens is about halfway through the day, the underwear start to lose some of the elasticity and my dick ends up going down the pant leg. Sure. And and it's like why am I even wearing underwear? So I don't wear underwear. Unless That's I'm the wearing,
0: solution. Okay. I have I a I underwear. have a I have a separate problem where um I how do we say it? I am a, a grower, not a shower. So what happens is like to find a comfortable underwear for like daily, daily use. And that, that is, is that is also comfortable for nightly use, right? Because I go to sleep and then my no, dick changes We
1: lost your audio.
0: Did we? Oh, there it is. It's you don't hear me? Um no, when I, I So when I go to sleep, um my dick changes sizes. I don't know if people know this, but the the penis changes in size throughout the evening. Um, and so what happens is um I wake up stubbing myself. So it's like it's been like it's been like an actual problem lately to like have to figure out the underwear thing. But so the solution apparently is forget it.
1: Well, here's the other thing. Like if I'm going to share my bed with someone, I have to find some kind of underwear or or shorts that I have to wear. Because what happens is my dick will flop over in the middle of the night and they'll roll over. Onto my dick and I have to shove them off in order to <laughs> roll over. So like these are real problems. Yeah, these are like like, yeah, this is like a real issue. So like um, wait, so, wait
0: so 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 in essence Like um, like your penis kind of like needs its own bed like 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 when you lay down you gotta put yeah. like an extra separate bed Yeah, and I just actually have your a penis photograph. in
1: I have a photograph I put online. It's like my dick on its own pillow. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think this should be a series that you put together where you just like where you dress your penis up in various different um, and this feels very British. This feels like a thing that like like I remember when there was penis puppetry, I feel like you'd be good at this.
1: What is penis puppetry? Oh my god,
0: there's so many things that we have to talk about. Um Yeah, puppetry of the penis. It was I think they even had a thing on HBO for a while and I don't know if they crammed it into real sex or if it got its own segment.
1: I was gonna say I remember real sex, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs>
0: well, the problem was in real sex, they would like uh, they would only give you like three minutes. They would they be like fetish, what is it? And then they would just cut away for three minutes, and they would just like go to like one fetish party, and then they would go away, or they'd be like nudists on real sex. I don't know why I'm British. I'm feeling really British today. I'm getting really, I'm getting finally confident in my British accent because also I can't. I what I've learned is that I. Like, as long as you, like, stay in certain boundaries, you can't offend anybody. Like, if I was trying to do, like, a Nigerian accent, people would be like, hold on, white man, but I can do British and nobody cares.
1: <laughs> we can get away with that one.
0: I can get away with that one. All right, so um, there are, like, a like, thousand things I want to ask you. I can't remember. Okay, so you started your life as a straight man.
1: I did, yes.
0: This this was a thing that you felt, because of your upbringing, Oh, yeah. You felt like you couldn't. And then now this is, you know, our fourth conversation about this. But um, let me back it up. You yeah. grew up very, um, very Christian. Is that right?
1: Well, yes. I, <clears throat> I had a lot of that crammed down my throat from like the age of eight. Um, and so I don't really care for religion at this point in my life. But sure. Yes. Um, that's, that was crammed like, there's you know, certain things you do, certain things you don't do. And it didn't help that I came from like a very backwoods redneck trailer in the middle of nowhere yeah. where everything's just backwards. Right, right, right. Well,
0: so where in the middle of nowhere roughly.
1: So it was, um, it kind of in the countryside, I would say around the Skaharie area, North of Albany, it's pretty much country.
0: You're in like the Adirondack yeah. mountains.
1: Uh, I mean, the general area of that but like the the Adirondacks are a very nice area to be to okay. live in um where I was was like okay the the trash can be over here
0: <laughs> okay interesting uh, i was i want to say it's like it's like part of the, like Appalachian Trail
1: like it's just like uh no nothing that fancy unfortunately i love that you think that that's
0: fancy uh the, uh, the Appalachian Trail is such a um kind of a a, a skeevy existence now, I mean, now i'm now offending people all right so grew up Christian in a place that you didn't um, find very open right yes. and so what did you do you just like you just like did the things everybody's supposed to do right you like yes yeah,
1: so I totally went along with the um, the quote unquote societal norms like you're supposed to um, you know that are tied into some of the rigid stuff so you get a family you buy a house you take care of your family you, you know you do all these things that the world says you should do. Right. Um, And while I was doing that, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This will make me feel right. This is all that if I do everything right the way I'm supposed to, I'm going to feel great. Um, And that was completely opposite of what really happened. I felt miserable. I hated my life. So Um, I guess here's
0: my question. I don't have any experience of of like having an instinct and having a feeling that someone is telling me is is wrong or what do you feel when you're a kid do you feel impure do you feel like um like unnatural like and what do you tell yourself when you're having these feelings obviously like sexuality is something that's with you your whole life so it's like how does that narrative go in your in your own head
1: um i had a lot of shame around it um i kept it very hidden even i mean i was i started being um I don't want to say sexually active but I was very well aware of like sex from a very young age. Um you know I was masturbating at a very young age and so there was shame even in that. So Yeah. So yeah like it was shameful to do that it was shameful that I was so young doing that and no one could really no my my parents were not prepared for that. Were <laughs> you were getting like, were you they- getting caught? A lot. Caught with no, I didn't get caught masturbating. Not that I remember. <laughs> I don't think blocked it out. Would be like you know, um, my stepmom said she caught me once, but I don't remember. I think she's just full of shit. Oh, but, you know. and that was when I was like 14, though. That was a totally different time. Yeah.
0: What well, this is weird. What was your first? Um, what was your first like masturbatory technique? Because the thing I didn't realize, like, okay, so nobody like tells you. Like, (laughs) like, there's no, like, like at some point you, you like, you like see that thing, you know, like the, the, like the jerky offy like emotion and you're like, Oh, that's a thing. But like, you don't start there as a human creature. So what was your first,
1: um, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought the way <laughs> I started was just like, wow, I did everything so backwards. And then, you know, sure. four or five years later, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to how it's worked. Right.
0: Yeah, well, um, we're always looking for, even now I'm 40, I'm still looking for ways to streamline it. And it changes every couple of years. You know what I mean? What I use, how I do it, it change changes.
1: It up. Um, so uh, basically what I, I didn't do, the jerking off motion. I just yeah. took the top of my hand and I just like did one of these and just rubbed the tip of my dick like on – my balls or whatever I could like on the leg. bottom, It was mostly my leg on the bottom. Yeah. Just t- 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 like that's all it took for me. And then I realized I was like, oh, I could do it this other way. This like is like a so much sweeping easier. motion. <laughs> yeah, just like a little like, the, like back and forth,
0: like this, str- like the street sweeper, just <laughs>
1: yeah, the street sweeper. Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: so, so I would I would hump my hands like on a flat oh, surface. Okay. That was well, my move. Th- but like so, like I was too dumb. I was too dumb and horny even from, like, a young age. So I was, like, nine and, like, humping my hands in the living room as if, like, nobody would notice. And my cousin <laughs> caught me once, and I was like, oh, no, it's, like, it's from my back. I got a bad back. And I'm nine. I don't know why I have this. Oh, yeah. I, like, became, like, a 50-year-old. Man. Yeah, I got a bad back. You know, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's just, it's, a, it's an exercise my doctor gave me. And even he knew at nine. He's like, No. You're humping yourself oh my on God. my on my floor. Please stop.
1: That is hilarious. Oh so what was God. the
0: moment that you saw or that you figured out that the, the what the 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 agreed upon motion, let's say?
1: I think it's when I started so I had my first computer with Windows ME. Yes, so like wow. rent a center. You're younger than me. Yeah. I well, maybe.
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm I just I'm going to be I was I am pre-Windows ME.
1: Oh, i remember windows 98 too i mean i can remember as far as back as ms dos okay fine sorry uh, fine, fine you know fine. i so i'm familiar <laughs> so you got I'm windows familiar. at me
0: from rent to center
1: yeah so from Center, and that's when i was able to like once i had my own computer i could start looking at porn yeah and that's when i realized oh it's supposed to be done this way oh. like this is how you do it yeah
0: wait Which so like with the sweeper with the street sweep where do you go then?
1: You just you just rub it until you come.
0: And it you means. just let it and you let it rip. Just just hands free. Let yeah. it rip.
1: <laughs> yeah, just let it go. And you let it just. And then it just yeah, <laughs> you don't have to direct it. Nothing. Yeah. That makes oh, sense. Man.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Now, so- now, yeah. Now I always want to direct it. I just want to like point it at stuff. Oh well, yeah, it's more fun.
1: Get a little bullseye, yeah, yeah. and I and I and
0: mine's got distance. All right, we digress. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. A lot of yeah. Um, I don't really have
1: distance; it just flies everywhere. Like, does it really? Like, mess like
0: a like, um, like a like a like a. What was I gonna say? Like a like a um, like a hose under pressure. You know, like when you touch the hose and just like it just goes everywhere.
1: Well, well, yeah. Well, I also have a curve to yeah. my dick, so it doesn't oh. like. So when I'm doing this, it's just like it's just flying everywhere. It's is your bikes.
0: curve is your curve related to your behavior? Do you think you
1: put the curve in? I may have done that by how <laughs> I jerked off. I'm not right? really sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so then, that's I the may, question. But when you know what? <laughs> that's
0: the question. When you Best have a curve, ever. do you align with the curve, or do you, or like, like, or or do yeah, like, like, are you? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Right, like, what came first, the curve? I really don't know. But beat. I can
1: tell you, once I hit high school and yeah. I realized that my dick had a curve, I was so upset. I thought my dick was broken and no one would want me. Fast right? forward to what I'm doing now. And it's like, it's the cornerstone of what I do. Does everybody want this. the curve? Yeah. I mean, it's it hits a spot that people are like, no one has ever done that before. And oh. I'm like, I know. Like, I get that. That's kind of yeah. like what I do. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Yeah, it's what I do. It's
0: what I do okay so a lot of shame trying to figure it out street sweeping uh on the wiener um (laughs) so so, now during this whole process and again i'm just trying to figure it out like because as a straight person nobody ever tells me in my life that like i'm not supposed to be attracted to women right it's just like not a thing so i don't know what that feeling is that like you're attracted you're 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 masturbating you're having thoughts and all these things and it's like and then someone somewhere is like oh by the way don't think about that stuff like that's not what you're supposed to be thinking about so how do you so you got shame but is there is there like a denial like how do you deal with that part of it and like really what was like there's got to be a memory of the first time like you realize that what you're doing is wrong to someone else if that makes sense
1: um, so I've always had, I've always been shamed into it. And I swear my mom's old enough and I'm 37 at this point. She's still trying to pray the gay away. Really? And I'm like, yeah, no, That so there's shame was attached to it at a very young age. And so I think that's why I denied a lot of it. And I was like, oh, if I just ignore it, it will go away. Yeah. Fortunately, what happened was, um, I would do the thing and I would come and immediately after I would have regret and remorse. And I was like, Oh, I feel so bad about myself. And then the shame and all that stuff just stepped right in. Yeah. But I couldn't not do it. I couldn't, I mean, I could wait for long periods of time, but eventually I would need to have that. I would want that.
0: Yeah. And so what was your first porn you were looking at?
1: Oh God. I mean, I feel like I was, I was, I was looking at, Oh, my gosh. I
0: Windows just, me.
1: Are you was it was it boy girl stuff or was it boy boy stuff? I think I would look I would look at straight porn. But what I would do is I would look at gay pictures because gay pictures wasn't as bad as the video. I see. Um, that makes and, sense to me. oh, here's OK. So here's here's another good one. So I used to when I was living with my dad, I would um, he had these hidden VHS tapes. And I remember one it was straight porn where this chick is fucking Santa Claus. And I was like, this is great. You know, but I had to, like, make sure I rewound it to the place that it started. And, like, it was so straight porn. essentially, was where I started.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, The VHS game was hard because you're using somebody else's VHS. And most likely, the spot on the tape is where they came. Most likely, they did not rewind (laughs) it. And so now you have to figure out how to align it.
1: Yeah. It was that you're in the same spot.
0: And then also, like, if you're borrowing, like, your father's, you definitely don't want to come when he came.
1: That's oh, weird. Yeah. I didn't even think of that actually. I was just like, "Oh, it's porn, and I can jerk off to it." That's I all remember the first I time I saw
0: VHS. That. It was way too late in the game. The
1: first time I saw VHS, and it was '80s porn, and '80s porn was totally different. <laughs> yeah, wild, <laughs> totally different. So, um, so you, so
0: you're, so you're like, you're living an illusion for yourself. Like you're, you're, you're able to convince yourself that you're not watching gay porn, and that you're not attracted yeah. to men, or you know, you know the whole time.
1: Yeah. So I kind of I knew what I liked and I knew what I wanted, but I was shamed into not going down that path. Yeah. Um, And again, it just it was this cycle that, you know, every time the desire came to be too much, I would look at I would watch it even when I was married. Um, I would go as long as I could without it, but then I would like throw in some gay porn and jerk off. Yeah, and then immediately when I was done, I had to go through and erase my browser and do all this stuff, okay. and then I felt bad for a while, and right. it just was this awful cycle.
0: It like feels like you, it feels like you have a lie that you're just like holding on to all the time. Yeah,
1: and that lie or that secret that you're holding on to plays into how you feel about yourself. Sure, which explains why my self esteem was so low and why I hated the mirror. Yeah, um, you know, I wasn't capable of loving myself because I had this secret the shame that was right. Just reoccurring. Right. So I asked you this
0: before, but so th- this is the thing. Like, when did you realize that you were stacked? Like so is having is a, a big penis, like valuable in the straight community.
1: So <clears throat> it was kind of hard. I mean, I knew from a very young age that I had a, a, something that was larger yeah um that's because my family is they all i come from a long line of big dicks my grandfather my uncles my father yeah and i only really know this because everyone bragged about it they all bragged about their dick
0: oh so they, they were just like oh it's a family thing
1: yeah my dad wouldn't wear sweatpants and i'm like okay that's the so now i fucking make money wearing sweatpants yeah yeah yeah. oh he wouldn't wear sweatpants because he couldn't go out in public because it was just too much of a uh, an appearance
0: it's a dick show so literally so they're bragging literally at literally home does. They're bragging at home, but they don't want, but they won't go out in public and show it off. Exactly. Interesting. Because it wasn't
1: accepted. I mean, in West Hollywood. Like, so th-
0: this is a, this is like a Christian family who at home brags about their dicks. This is wild. Well, no, no, no.
1: Two separate things. So my mom was the Christian one. My dad oh. was the, when I was 14, I moved in with my father. And that was yeah. the whole opposite side of the spectrum. Okay. However, the gay stuff was still very much like, no, we don't do it. I remember one time I we were at a restaurant in Saratoga Springs with my grandparents and I was like, I think I might be gay. And my grandfather was like, no, you're not. He called the waitress over and tried to get me to date her. I was like, what the fuck? Massive, <laughs>
0: massive denial. That's crazy. Wait. So you were finally coming out. This is your, this is, is this is your first coming out
1: experience. So I wasn't even really coming out. I was just having the thought of like, I might like this. And I think I was like 16 or 17
0: and you're like spitballing. You're like, Hey, what if Yeah. And you're like, and I "Nah." I was
1: like, no, we don't. Not. <laughs> it's definitely not
0: that. It's definitely not that. Oh, it's, it's just, it must be something you ate. The Olive Garden's yeah. weird.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, not it at all. There must um, be something in the garlic bread. Yeah. But to go back to your point, so I knew my dick was a little bit bigger than most yeah but when i was married like i would hint to it like my wife would have friends over whatever and i wasn't allowed to have friends they were all her friends
0: okay um this sounds like married life yeah
1: yeah it's just a bunch of bullshit i hated every minute of it um but i tolerated it because i thought that's what i was supposed to do and that sure was sure so i would occasionally like let it slip out like oh you know that i had a big dick and she would get so pissed off so i'm like it wasn't until i came to california when i was 34 and started to go to the gay side when I started to realize the gay men were like falling all over themselves and changing things about themselves just for the opportunity to be in front of me. And I'm like, I don't understand this. Like what is going on? Yeah. And so now that I'm, I mean, my popularity is just going through the roof Yeah. and it's a lot of it is because I have an enormous dick Yeah. and I've, not come across many dicks that are similar or larger than mine, and someone was like, "Brody, like if this, if you're seeing this, like don't you think like that means that you're like way up there?" And I'm like, "You know what? You're probably right." <laughs>
0: well, so there's like a weird denial in the world. Like I was such a shy kid that I remember like the first, the first and second time like, like girls in school were like trying to like hit on me. And, like, say I was cute, I was just, like, confused. Like, it all comes from your self-image, right? So it's, like, you're 34 and, like, nobody... And, like, women... By the way, women are not complimenting dicks. Like, there is no no, dick... There is no dick compliment. So, like, your wife is basically, like, oh, you have a big dick, but no one can know. So, like, anytime I've ever been in a relationship where the sex is good, they won't tell no one. They won't tell their friends. They won't tell anybody because they don't want it to get out because they're worried that, like, other girls will try to, like, steal, So, and also then there's this other thought of like, oh, don't tell a man hit the the dick game is good because it'll go to his head. So the the straight side, there is no compliments of penises. It's, it's, it's wild out here. So it is interesting that like, it's until you're 34. That's that like, somebody's like, yo, your piece is fantastic.
1: Um, Oh my God. It went right into like, you have the most beautiful dick I've ever seen. And isn't it? It's like a mind fuck. Right? Yeah. Like, That's why like, I didn't believe it, I think.
0: Right, right. Because you're like, I don't understand why you would say this. It seems like you're lying. Yes. I remember the first time the hottest girl I'd ever seen like told one of her friends that I was like attractive. And I was like, no, you guys are fucking with me. Like, there's like I'm like yeah. you guys are just doing this to like mess with me. So I understand the idea of like you get a compliment that you don't believe yourself because you don't have an experience that supports what this person is saying, and they're just being nice and they're being honest.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing I realized about what you just said there, and I really, relatively recently came to this thing, is like, I thought someone was extremely attractive, like one of the most beautiful people I ever met. And I said that to this person, and they're like, No, I'm okay. And I'm like, Wait a second. I was like, if You're that beautiful, and you're like, No, I'm okay. Then I have no business. Saying that someone's lying when they're like, "Wow, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen," because maybe to that person I am. Doesn't matter if I feel that way to me. To them, I am that, and I need to yeah. accept that and allow that experience.
0: Yeah. Either that, or they're just trying to get the dick. Either way, it's in your favor. <laughs> well, they're always trying to <laughs> yeah. get the
1: dick. That's like a non-negotiable.
0: You know, well, <laughs> you know what's funny, and, and this is a thing I realized recently in dating. I'm, I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So I need because I'm, I'm like a needy little comedian boy. So I need. I need people to tell me how great I am all the time. I need them to tell me I'm attractive, and I need them to say nice things to me. It's like it's like my love language, right? Not not like oh, nice. it, it is my love language, right? But so what I realized is um, I try to bring that to my relationships, and so I, especially as I've been growing over the last few years, like I, I like try to be clearer with women that I date that like um, I am enamored, and I think you're beautiful, and I'm so happy that you're doing this. And what I found is that. Uh, straight women are being lied to by men in a negative way. Whereas mm-hmm. the only time I'm being lied to is when somebody is like mad at me and then they'll say something shitty about me now. And then I'm like, well, that's not sure. Let's, let's not, let's not be silly. But women are being lied to in a way that is very deceptive. And it's like a men, a man will say a positive thing to them. Yeah. Uh, and then it doesn't happen to be true. They're like, baby, you're the only one. Like there's nobody else but you. And then they're <laughs> cheating on the side. And so it fucks with, yeah. uh, 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 female, like confidence in words yeah and so and and then and then as a result uh i've found that it's like it's harder to to give like like verbal praise and so you going from straight side to gay side is like it's like a harsh transition just in the way people communicate
1: yes they communicate very differently and going from heterosexual to homosexual or whatever, I don't feel like I belong in either category. Yeah. To be honest, I've like put myself in this outside of that kind of situation where I don't feel like I really belong in the heterosexual and I don't really feel like I belong in the homosexual. So what I have adapted is like, if I'm attracted to you as a person from the shoulders up, I don't care about the rest. I like it all. So I guess they call that a pansexual, but I don't like to label anything. I'm just like, yeah. this is what I like.
0: This is the thing that I didn't, and I and I had a really good friend try to explain this to me, uh, as I'm trying to navigate some of these these interviews when I'm I'm talking to people on 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 gay porn side, or I, I've just I've just taken on boy boy, so I don't sound stupid. Um, like like being a straight man, I I can't understand any of like the challenges that like a person who uh, dates someone of the same sex, any of the struggles they have, and what I'm realizing is it's like why are why are you straight boys trying so hard to like label everybody like let's just let's start like limiting and removing labels because it's like it sounds dumb it sounds like a guy from be like like i don't understand what do you fuck? what kind of stuff do you fuck? and it's like that's not we don't need to like identify each other from that standpoint and and it yeah. is hard even as even as a person who's woke and a person who's trying to be um say and do all the right things like my brain sometimes is like stuck in like binary straight awful world
1: and i understand that because that's all i knew so now as you can imagine i'm trying to adapt and learn about this community where there's this wide variety of labels and that's the other reason why i don't like labels it's like i just want to be a person i want anyone to accept me i don't want someone to say well you're this so i'm going to do that like I'm a person, you're a person It doesn't matter past that
0: Yeah, it's the hardest thing, like people will always be like What kind of comedy do you do? And I'm like, I don't know, funny? Like it's like, what do you mean? Like how much tighter, how much tighter do I need to make it? I'm a stand-up comedian, like that's already the tightest thing in the world You want me to go tighter than that? It's like, you know And the more we label, the more we like become, you know The more we like, we like limit our engagement And like uh, put ourselves into a box
1: Yeah Well, and the strangest thing is like the east coast and the west coast are totally different sure so the west coast is more like laid back relaxed like we're gonna take a look at all the things and like accept a lot of things for what they are whereas the east coast it was like oh you like dudes like you can look at one specific place and you can't nobody
0: yes actually (laughs) that's that that's a good that's a good insight because because a little bit and it's And it's got a little bit to do with the ocean and it's got a little bit to do with like what we've like who we've put places Um, Mm -hmm. like accidentally. Because like, you know, California has just become this area where it's just like, oh, whatever, man. Yeah. Oh, there's the ocean. (laughs) Oh, it's it's nice. And then in New York, it's like if you're not walking get out of my way so it's like in new york we like need to know what's going on fast it's like i need my coffee now get out of my way and so that that works its way into everything it's like cool you're gay go to chelsea oh you like this go to fucking hell's kitchen oh you like that it's like and that's become kind of the the entire vibe of the east coast also the east coast is where people were punching each other in the face a lot until very recently Austin, <laughs> New York, mean Philadelphia. <laughs> no, honestly, they have stopped a lot. The last time I saw somebody get punched was a very long time ago. We are so lucky to like live in this era. People in the seventies were just getting punched for no reason.
1: <laughs> they were tougher. They were err, uh, you know, the, maybe man. According
0: maybe, to like, but I don't want to be punched. Like I, 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 I live in a in a. Uh, you've met me. I have enough of like an outward aggression and like villainy that like, I can like walk directly up to where the fight would be. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with you, but like give it like fight energy. And then the fight never happens. So I like, I will, and I like, and I kind of like, I like the adrenaline of getting so close to a fight and never punching or being punched. I've never been punched, but I've, but I've, but I'll get right in your face and I'll be like, yeah, that's right. I did say that, you know what I mean? Or or like, I am so sorry. You know what I mean? It's like, but I will make sure that the fight doesn't happen. So yeah, exactly. we are definitely in that place. In the seventies, exactly. you'd just be like, "Hey," and they and they would just punch you, and then they would yell, "It's a free country!" Afterwards, that's what that would happen.
1: Oh my god, that's very American.
0: <laughs> okay, so we skipped over the whole part where you like got married, had a life, uh, had kids, got a divorce. You've accomplished so much in your life.
1: Oh my god, I have I, for my age. I have so much more experience. You got all than the things. Any business having.
0: Yeah, you've lived, you've like, you've, you've literally, you've literally lived my dream and then, and then abandoned it. Like, I like have, because kids, it was a fucking nightmare. It wasn't a dream. but like, but you got to understand how many people's dream that is. It's like have kids, have a wife, have a, you know, all that stuff. And you did all that. And now you're, and then now you're like starring in Gay Born. That's also someone's dream. You're like living everyone's dream. So I'm
1: just like, I want to taste all the flavors. <laughs> um, so but I feel like, I feel like my marriage was very predatory to be honest my ex-wife is 10 years older than me yeah you know she had two kids by two different people yeah and it was it was i think something where she's like oh okay you can have a job you'll take care of me and then you know she magically you know got pregnant and i think that was just a way of locking me into what was going on so yeah. i couldn't go anywhere so i was permanently like a form of income at some point and over the years, I brought it up. I was like, you just care about money. And no, I don't. Then she had her mom telling me she didn't care about. It. I'm were like, you, you were the only one working? Um, yes. Yeah. So what she would do is, um, she did, so she did barn stuff. She would go and like do some side oh, things or at barn one point. Stuff? Yeah. The horses like, ugh, oh, no I'm shit. Yeah. Don't let we're not going to go down that path. Did you have horses? <laughs> um, she had a horse. Yes. And then What she did was she would like train horses or whatever which it was it's just whatever i love Um,
0: you i love your i love your straight life (laughs) i hated it
1: it sounds (laughs) of course of course you hated it but it sounds so fun Well, because that—that's that, what everything's like. Oh, wow! This is a great life, and then you get there and you're like, yes, no, the it's a horrible
0: cannot. fit. You—you you clearly uh, are not. A, you're not a straight man who wants to be in the suburbs and like be pushed down. But like, I'm at that place. I just want to go live and hide in the woods.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I just—I like, would love I, when I was and married, just have that's kids and a wife who
0: hates me. That's my dream. <laughs> it's well, so funny because. Again. It's so funny because your story is so much like a buddy of mine's and, and, and same kind of vibe. It's like um, any anytime he would like about to be outed, and we all kind of know what his status yeah. is, but he's married and he has kids, and every time he's like about to be outed or like live his life, she just gets pregnant again and uh, and puts him deeper and deeper into that hole. And they have six kids now, and I know for a fact that they could not afford three kids. So yeah. they're, they're in this pinch. Um you know, and uh, and it's luckily like they don't
1: together. Yeah.
0: Well, no, no, no. She's trapping him. She's not. She's not trapped. She. Um. And and uh, thank God they don't listen to my podcast. But um. <laughs> um. But so okay. But, but we skipped the part. So you're you're how old when you get married?
1: Okay. So I met my ex wife when I was twenty years old. So you're twenty Maybe years old. 19. She's what?
0: 40? You said she was forty. What was she?
1: So when I got married, we got married. I was twenty one and she was thirty one. I believe.
0: And and this is her third marriage at this point.
1: That, well no she was not this was her first marriage she had just had kids with other people throughout her life and so, she, so she's her-
0: learning from her mistakes she gets pregnant and then they peace and she's like no 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 let's get the hooks in let's get married <laughs> exactly you cannot right. leave
1: yeah um that's how i feel about it 100 and you know me being this person that a lot of you know, heterosexual or men that are hiding it think like, oh, I just have to do this is what society says. This is what I have to do so that I look good so that people don't know the real me because there's shame and there's internalized homophobia. And at this point in my life, one of my main things that I want to take all of my success that I'm getting is I want to take that and I want to somehow write a book to be like, hey, you guys, Like, I know what you're feeling, I know where you are, and I know how difficult it is. I can also tell you that to leave that situation is incredibly difficult and incredibly hard. And I've been homeless living out of my car, but you know what, to fast forward today, I don't have to hide anything. I don't have hidden shame that I can't do anything with. Like there is a life past that where you can enjoy who you are and it's not wrong. You are a person, and what you like, and what it doesn't make it any different than what someone else likes or dislikes. It's just what society says. And for a long time, it was shame to be, you know, religion especially is like, oh, you can't be gay. It's very shamed. But then you turn around, you have all these religious people you're banging their altar boys, and it's like, well, wait a second here. Like, what is happening? Why? Why is all this? You know, it's like the more you can shame it and hide it, the better it is. And it's like well, I don't. Yeah. It, I don't believe in
0: that it does seem like the older I get, the more I realize the louder somebody's yelling about something. Yeah. The less true it is.
1: Exactly. You know, and I can I, tell like, you being out here in L.A., the more perfect someone looks, the more fucked up they are. <laughs> but and the more but, money they have, the more fucked up. But they whose are
0: fault them, is that? but it's so whose fault is it that's society's fault right like that's the that's the environment's fault right so like now that you're a hot piece of ginger ass with a huge cock aren't you like <laughs> isn't isn't the reinforcement that you get kind of mind fucking you like it's like you're like oh i'm a hot piece of ass i can do whatever i want like you can see where if if you were if you were 11 and everybody treated you the way that they treat you now and then you did 40 years doing that you could see why you would feel a certain way right so we like we like make fun of attractive people because they're vapid and they're whatever but it's like there are certain elements of their personality that they might not have had to develop because they haven't had the struggles yeah. Of being ugly at some point. We were ugly as kids. Like oh, at least we thought we were.
1: We thought we were ugly. And
0: so that's why we're great. You know what I mean? And so it's like if if ever if your whole life is like constant reinforcement, you're like, Oh, I'm perfect the way that I am. So there's faults with everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. So it's like You're fucked up if you think that you were ugly as a child, and you're fucked up if you think that you were beautiful as a child. There's nothing in society that will happen that will make you a a well-adjusted, engaged person. Everything's fucking us
1: up. Exactly. I completely (laughs) agree, and I think part of the reason why it's taken me so long to, like, when people tell me I'm beautiful, to actually let myself believe that is from a very young age, being a ginger, I was bullied mercilessly. Yeah. I was treated like garbage. I was ugly. I was all of these things that I then became to believe. And now I'm undoing all of those years and years. And even when I was married, I was like, I'm ugly and I'm this and that. And part of that was due to that shame and that thing I was hiding. It made me feel ugly on the inside. So how could I be not ugly on the outside?
0: So here's a weird question. So me growing up, I think the the thing like bullies wanted to impart on men and and other men, uh, adult men on young men is like this masculinity piece, right? Oh, yeah. Um and so like they always want to question your masculinity and and as a child you know depending on how your life goes or how you develop or what your like puberty situation is or what your height ends up being all of these things fuck with you you just like as a child you just want to become the biggest and strongest man with the biggest cock right and so it's like how did it affect you to be picked on and bullied even knowing you were stacked
1: well i mean Again, I was almost ashamed of it because in high school, I would hide books when I, would, you know, random boners, you can't hide that. So I would just put books in front of me so that nobody could see it because I was, there was, I was ashamed of it, Um, which is completely ludicrous to think back now, like I should have been having the time of my fucking life. It's so funny in, in your head. head in your head, looks. you're like
0: in your head, like I should have just walked around with a motor in high yeah. school. That
1: would have been just better. let it fly. Like I would have had a lot. More that
0: would have been better. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah, um,
1: definitely would have. Like life would have been much different. But you know, but that's the thing is like when you take you know the shame and and not you know that toxic masculinity of don't cry and don't show emotion yeah. and the, you add those two things together and it's uh. like. In reality, vulnerability and shame are are things. And the more you can become comfortable and remove that shame, the happier you're going to be. And even though society still tells you that vulnerability is bad, vulnerability is one of the best things for you. Because if you're not going to be vulnerable in who you are, then how are you going to find that person that you want to be with? You're showing them something that you're not. You're giving off something that you're not. So it takes more courage to be vulnerable than it does to live by a society of be masculine and don't cry and do all it. Like it's just toxic. It's toxic.
0: I could not agree with you more. I, I find dating to be one of the hardest things on the planet because the person that you're dating is trying so hard to like represent some. Thing in their head that they think would be desirable, and and not yeah. taking the time to just be themselves. And it's like, you know, the the longer you know somebody, the more you start to like realize what the things that they're like trying to project are, and and yeah. you know, and it's like it's nobody's fault. Like, like I said, it's like no matter what you do, you're going to be fucked up. So it's like whatever no, yeah. things I think I'm supposed to be projecting, um, is like my shit that I have to deal with in therapy, right? Um. But, you know, each of us has like a different thing. And the problem is whenever you like try to be more or less of something that you are, you know, in a sense. As I, I I think everybody's a catfish to a certain extent. That's what I think is oh, funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're on the I, Internet yeah, and absolutely. you're saying things that aren't true about yourself, you're a catfish, regardless of whether or not you're using, a, you know, a different picture or not.
1: Yeah. And to be clear, not to take a step back, but like the end of my marriage didn't have any anything to do with my sexuality it was just i got to a point where there was something really important to me and she basically told me to fuck off about it and i was like oh okay well then fuck you and i literally asked for a divorce on our 12 year anniversary on our date night our 12 years i was like well then fine i want a divorce and she's like you know what that's probably best and then as soon as court came up she was like oh no he left me and i was like oh you bitch (laughs)
0: yeah just i i I love i love like like I love the idea that moment it's just like everything just like oh like this is the last straw and it's like sometimes sometimes you've come so far oh this happened to me actually i had come so far in changing aspects of myself and there was just one little thing and i like and i and i like took it in and i was like oh oh this whole thing i've come way too far changing who i am and to get to here and realize that this is the last straw so what was your last straw and then i'll share mine
1: so my last straw was like you know so my daughter was i think she was like 11 or 12 at the time and my stepson was in the teenage years and you know he was getting into the whole smoking weed thing and so i didn't want that in the house around my my daughter and so fair um,
0: you're you're a father
1: well, yeah yeah and on date night this date night i had stopped back by the house to use the bathroom really quick and i go into the garage and it's like smells like weed and she's like well that's not really in the house and i was like bitch if you close the door to the garage are you in the house or out the house the, the house door is right there like right. i don't like go outside go for a walk get it away um and she was like well i don't care and i was you're not like, even taking oh. a
0: stance against marijuana you're just like don't blow it in her face
1: basically yeah. Like, don't I don't want her around it. There's no need for that. Yeah. And so she was like, well, I don't care. And I was like, well, if you don't care, that's really important. So we're not going to get anywhere for the rest of our life. That's for sure. Right. I We got
0: we got we got seven more years raising this child in this house and and yeah. a major thing that I care about. You don't care about.
1: Yeah. And that's where I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like I've I'm just done.
0: I, that, I mean, and that's where the last straw thing comes from. It's like a weird um, like idiom or, or whatever it might be and but it really is it's just like sometimes it's just that tiny little grain of salt and it changes everything and you're literally like uh-uh that's it I, but I, you know I've because of limit. that
1: one little grain of salt I've had so many incredible experiences when I left my ex-wife and I had my own apartment like I did shit that's like well it was risky so this married couple was like, all right, meet us at this place. We're going to put you in the car. We're going to go to the kid community. We're going to pull into the driver with no lights on because it's the South and everybody's in everyone else's business. I need you to duck and run into the garage right. and go up the stairs and go to the left. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to die tonight. But all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah. And think, it was think, one of the coolest experiences in my life, though. Which funny is this woman comes out of the bathroom and she's just like... The biggest smile on her face, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, it's good.
0: <laughs> What's funny is, I think every man, every no, let's say every person with a penis has put themselves in a situation where they're like, I could die tonight, but oh, yeah, I'm probably gonna come, so it's worth it. There's something wrong <laughs> with having a penis, All right? And it's just it's like, so right. listen, like I was in a situation once where I was like, I was like, I was in, I, I won't even say where I was. I in. I'm in the, I'm in the, the part of the country that isn't anywhere near oceans and, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm somewhere and I, and I just like, I had this epiphany that like, um, I don't understand the complexity of another person's jealousy um, even outside of a relationship. Right. And so I, in my head, I was like, somebody could just like, somebody could come visit right now and be so upset
1: and I could be dead. And that still would be worth it. I still would do this. Oh yeah. Because when this turns on, this turns off. (laughs) It's it's crazy. Right. And then also that much is true regardless. Yeah. And then also when you,
0: and when you have blood flow to your dick, not only are you making bad decisions, you like, you like think you can get out of anything. You like literally think you're like, you're like Superman.
1: Oh yeah. You're like you no, can, no. I can just fly out. You can con yourself into anything. Yeah. You're like
0: I can come. Her ex-husband can come home, and I can still fly out the window. No problem. As long oh, yeah. as I get, as long as I get my nut.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and that's just kind of how it is for us guys.
0: <laughs> so, what kind of content are you putting out? Would you, will you, will you do boy-girl content, or you're all boy-boy content, or you're all solo content? So I what look, do you?
1: I strongly look at the analytics of what my demographic it appeals to, and Nerd most alert. of it is. Yeah. Well, uh, these social media outlets offer so many analytics about everything that you can, you can actually learn some stuff about yourself sure. based off of what's going on there. Yeah. So um, Teach I don't your necessarily, ways. I don't even know how to like really get into it. Um, but the long and the short is like, I'm, my demographic is mostly men. Yeah. so i cater more to men however i recently discovered that women love gay porn and i'm like well okay how sure. do i tap into that market like you love if you, love, you, if you love dick
0: you want to yeah. see dick sure
1: yeah i mean dick is dick um and then for me like i'm sought out because i'm, I'm a fetish i'm tall i have big feet i'm extra pale um i'm ginger and yeah. i have a giant dick so i meet a bunch of different niches, which. Help me be successful in yeah. what I'm doing, but I have to realize what they are and play into them. I'm just thinking a of the
0: bit. I'm just thinking of the SEO that that, that gets to you. <laughs> it's just like it's just like almost almost any keyword phrase gets to you somehow.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, well, that's, I have to be marketable. I have yeah. to be marketable to as many people as I can. Well, regardless, which, but
0: regardless of whether like just, you know, like just all the tags just end up at you somehow. It's got, it's Oh it's, yeah. it's kind of and, and I love
1: that. I love that. <laughs> I want that. Um, you know, but I also have to keep that separation between my online persona and myself as a person. And while yeah. I take the best things that I enjoy as me I apply them to Brody. And you know, that is what I think attracts people to what I'm doing because you can open the internet and see anyone fucking anyone. and It's no big deal. And they're grabbing them by the head and they're smacking them around. But what you can't see or what's harder to find is what I put out there, which is I have a genuine connection with the people that I film with. Um, You know, the sex I'm having is intimate. It's special. It's, you know, we're connected and that kind of thing is very hard to come across but at the end of the day everyone wants to feel connected to someone they want to feel loved they want to feel special and if you can actually see that um with two people, regardless, male, female, whatever, like I put that out there, I want people to see that my sex is passionate, it's intimate, I care about my partner, I mean, comments I've gotten, like, wow, you really care about the bottom of the situation, you're attentive, you're giving them kisses, you're walking them through it, because you know, what you're doing to their body is like traumatic in a way, because you're so big. And people love to see that they are just in love with that. Yeah. Um,
0: that's interesting because I okay so I know from straight side, um, and 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 kind of the only reason uh, straight men want to do anal is because you're not supposed to, and then maybe because they already did it with somebody, and so you and so you're just yeah. like your male ego comes, you're like, well, I want to be the last one in there. Oh yeah, and oh, so yeah. but what I find is like the amount of people that have abused the anus, um, men are just men are just violent. And they're just abusing anuses uh whenever they can so to be gentle and to be careful is like an odd trait um yeah and that's so strange again that that plays to like the like once you have like like blood flow in your penis you just become a barbarian exactly
1: Uh, and so what i'm doing what i'm doing is i'm not just putting a dick in an ass yeah i'm like okay what am i feeling and when i feel it what is their reaction And so that allows me to be even more connected because I'm not just putting my dick and saying, yes, this is for me or yes, I'm going to pound you because I think that's what you want. It's more of how is my body, how is my anatomy affecting you? Like, is it bringing out pleasure? Is it pain? Like, I'm constantly reading my partner. That's our job. That's supposed
0: to be our job um, as men. Uh, Either way is to be like attentive and like be checking in and like make sure because like. At the end of the day, it's not supposed to be like your side because for how easy it is to be a man and come like the whole thing needs to be about whoever you're fucking because it's like like you said, you can you can just do the uh, what is it? The the street sweeper, a light breeze and I could come if I need to. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a difficult task. So I need to be so attentive to my partner. In that experience, because I'm entering so, their
1: body. My golden rule when I film with anyone yeah. is my goal is to fuck you better than anyone has ever fucked you in your life. That male ego. That, let's is, go. that is not for my ego. That is for, you know, when, when someone brings my name up, you're like, oh, my God. Yes, his dick is ridiculous. That's the male that ego. Can fuck. Yes, like, that's
0: the male ego. That's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. But also
1: it's good for business. It's good for business because these guys are telling their other friends and they're like, oh yeah, I want to film with that person because they're a great person and they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I don't want somebody to say, oh, frigolette is fun to hang out with. I want them to say frigolette crushed on stage. That's all that matters in the field. Uh that's that's what you want it to be. That's important. But Uh, you can't crush it
1: if you're not paying attention to your other partner or to your partner or to your audience. You have to be in tune
0: sure sure so that's interesting so it's so you have to walk the line of like pleasing your partner um being true to yourself and then giving the world the content that they want
1: yes um so that's an that's an interesting thing to it's like but i never do anything i wouldn't normally do in my personal life Okay. i'm not going to do things just because i think people want to see it they're going to watch me because they're enjoying what i'm doing
0: how do you walk the line for now you're getting some fame? You, you know, uh, I think we, we both are, are aware of 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 how um, how much your persona is out there and the Brody stuff, you, you know, you you want to separate Brody from from you. Um, but now that you're out there and, you know, uh, are there experiences where people um, like want to fuck Brody? Um, and you oh,
1: want you and like you want me to me get and, fucked. I don't get fucked. Whatever. But like they want to fucked. fuck Brody. <laughs>
0: No, you don't knock it. Fuck. Somebody wants to fuck me, they fuck me. I fuck them. Whatever. It's all one thing, right? So, like, are there experiences when they want to fuck Brody and 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 you want them to fuck you? And there's a difference?
1: No, because I'm I'm at this at the core. I'm I'm who I am. And but if you're just not filming, what I'm doing. But if you're not filming, somebody I'm recognizes you.
0: If you're not filming, you somebody recognizes you. It's a personal life experience. But they know they know your work. Yeah. Is, does it get does it get hairy
1: so there is so i have fucked my fans before <clears throat> i mean why wouldn't i men fuck their Some fans the it's beautiful like a- men are like hey and i'm like hey <laughs>
0: it's a thing we do we fuck our fans i don't know why it's a thing we do it's just i know, try so hard not to fuck fans not that i have any so but-
1: the one thing i will do is i will um i will have that sexual interaction and then i will ask them i like okay so now you know who i am and what i do How does that compare to what you think of me online? And a lot of the times it's not, it's not too different. I'm still, um, or they'll be like, wow, you're, you're a lot more attentive and soft and kind. And, you know, the sex is not just pounding and aggression. It's like very intimate and very caring. Whereas online, people want to see you just plow shit. They want to see the biggest dick going to the smallest thing. They
0: want to see you plow shit.
1: Yeah, just plow stuff away. Just plow away. <laughs> so funny. So um,
0: we're in a place in time. You entered the business where OnlyFans was like the number one thing for people to make an income on their own, right? Oh, yeah. um, do you find that OnlyFans is is the best place to put your content? Um, or do you find that, um, you know, a good mix of OnlyFans, self-content, customs, and then doing like mainstream like, uh, what do they call it now? Um, studio. Studio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question because OnlyFans has helped me an incredible amount with being able to have a platform. Yeah. There are many other platforms, but I started out with OnlyFans because that was the most well-known. Um, they have made it very, very difficult to put out the kind of content. You, like, you have to be very specific. It can't be outdoors. You can't be peeing. You can't, can't be too aggressive. You Is that right? Yeah, there's, like, so many restrictions now.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, you can put something on OnlyFans and then it gets flagged, like it, like Instagram.
1: Yep. I didn't know that. Flagged. Yeah, so what are the flags? You
0: outdoors. Why is it outdoors? Because you're technically breaking a law?
1: I, I don't know. I, maybe they feel like you're breaking the law and they're just like, well, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, if you're going to have a company like that and you're going to want to sell it eventually, you don't want to have that porn stuff associated with it you want it this to is the problem yeah your investors this, and things like that well
0: this is the problem right is that only fans the only fans at the end of the day is a business and and unfortunately sex work is still not recognized federally so if you make money openly from sex work you cannot put it in a bank and so when yeah. OnlyFans is, is is going for investors right they can't they cannot get that funding because of this but um the problem is they should be on the forefront of like lobbying and like using like I know people that are making eighty grand a month on OnlyFans. So like the like that means that that just from that one person, uh OnlyFans is what are they getting? They get 20%? twenty percent. dollars.
1: What's it's it's um twenty percent of that eighty thousand dollars.
0: Twenty percent. Right. So then so they're making I don't know, what uh sixteen thousand dollars a month from that one and that's one person. So they have enough money to be in a position where they can lobby and that's what they should be doing not doing this other thing which is like shutting off last september because they said we're not going to allow uh no explicit content anymore you gotta understand your base and it's weird for them to try and uh turn their back on it but they're not not be too political so uh you need to be aware as a as a person in this business that 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 kind of thing can happen and you need to have like your eggs in multiple baskets and you need to own your content so that you can redistribute it wherever is the next like big fad thing.
1: And I am very cautious about that. So to your point of studio work. So the last week, last week was the first time I've done studio work in my career. No shit. Yeah. How'd it Um, feel? So it was, it was, it was fine for the most part. It's, it's, you know, six hours of, you know, being in a situation where it's like, all right, whatever. Um, so it can be a little bit taxing by the end of the day, I was exhausted, but I'm, I opened that door to see what, what it does for me for publicity, because I know I have all the parts and pieces that people want to see. I just need to be in front of those people. Sure. So this was a test run. This was like, okay, let's see how this performs. Yes. I got money for the performance up front, but okay. Am I going to make even more on the back end because right. people are going to know who I am.
0: Right. Well, this is my favorite thing as a porn consumer is whatever platform whatever channel i use when there's like a newbie i get so excited and it's like it's that it's that like male um like imperialistic like like um like conquer aspect it's like oh my god i've never seen her before she's brand new like um you know it's just it's this it's this dumb male thing where we're like oh we have to fuck something new and different um so you uh, you know putting yourself in with other audiences is going to bring you i'm sure plenty of new um and and fun um money did doing studio porn at all make you feel like like a star in a different way it's like there's like a crew and they're like holding lights and cameras and like is that does that is that is there no. a diff- it's a different experience than just like self filming right
1: it is a different experience um You know, I caught myself trying not to laugh a few times because porn in those things are just so like the storylines are hilarious. Right.
0: (laughs) So I didn't know. I've watched porn my entire existence because of the secrecy in silence. I have no idea what anyone's saying ever. And I've recently started watching and listening. And sometimes it'll throw me off my whole game.
1: Okay, so let me ask you something. Have you gotten to the point in porn where you're like, oh, my God, I love that couch. Oh, my God. I wonder that that bed is amazing. Like, so <laughs> like
0: looking at the background, you're like, really?
1: What's I, funny wow, is that's a great house.
0: <laughs> so the only time I had that experience was I went to one of the porn conventions uh, for the podcast and they put me in the VR thing. And so it's with the VR on. Oh, my God. And I guess VR somebody was amazing. I guess somebody was going to walk in and like masturbate or whatever. But I put the VR on and I started looking around the room. And I oh, yeah. was like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, that's the only time I've had that experience. Um, and
1: VR porn is really cool. It kind of, like, it fucks with your mind because you're thinking you should be feeling something, or but there's nothing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Well, I, I've never done the VR thing. I don't really know how it works. Um, I, I'm, I'm just worried because... Um, I watch a lot of the videos where people are like doing VR and then they like have to jump off a cliff and then they run into the TV. So the last thing I want to do is be jerking off and then accidentally like stub my penis on something. Like that's the last thing I want to do. Plus oh I'm God. weird about my cum. I don't know. I've, I've been open about this on this podcast. I don't want my cum on my things. I don't want to come on stuff that I own. I'm like very careful about where my cum goes.
1: You know what I've noticed now that you mentioned that is there are certain guys that come so much, it's like, oh my god, when is this gonna stop? Like, yeah. literally cover your entire back sure. from one orgasm. Yeah. and I found that those individuals hate come. Interesting, hate it. because it's just like it's such a nuisance. Because I'm not gonna say so that much. that's
0: how I identify, but that is how I identify. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like, okay, so, okay, so let's let's just so like certain things in sex are like weird and like and like hard to explain, right? And let's like. So a big one for me in the world is always like when you're with somebody new, I like to try to establish where I can come with somebody new way before we're having sex because that oh, conversation is yeah. always weird. So like I like, you know, like, to, you know, like you'll have a lot you of conversation. just don't come in
1: their hair and you're fine. <laughs> well, but or so <laughs>
0: because because the, because of the the amount, the volume of fluid, um, I'm always like I'm like really weary to like let somebody Go down on me to completion. Um, I'm really like, yeah, like I just have to, like I have to, like it's. I want to let them know, like it's gonna, like I'm gonna, I'm going to cover you.
1: But that's really hot. I know people that take that to the gay community. They're gonna be like, oh, I know
0: (laughs) people that love come are all about it. Oh yeah, but yeah, but so funny that you said that. I didn't realize. So that was that's probably why, because it's like I can't just come on myself or my sheets like if i come on myself from like laying on my back i'm i'm shooting over my head and like i don't that's not
1: that is, that's that's fucking hot
0: it's ruining the experience <laughs> though but so I, i'm glad that you said that i didn't know that that's how I identified until right now
1: um yeah no but that that's like to me that's like i i love that like let me put that on film <laughs> you know what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to find someone i can fuck where it's all the way in there and you can like see it come out of their stomach because that's a viral video right there. Like, if okay, wait, you can too. see my dick poking out your stomach, like, I need that on. Film. That's not real. Yes, it is. <laughs> can that happen? That's not real. It's gotta happen. I think it's, in our I'm heads, gonna, I'm gonna find a way for. It to I think happen. in
0: our heads, as men, we really do think, and this is like, this is like, I think we think we can like rip somebody like all the way in half. And I think sometimes we're just so turned on that we just want to do that. You know, like, you know, when you see like a puppy and you want to like eat it, like sometimes you just want to just fucking, you want to like destroy somebody and you want them to rip in half like a cartoon. But I don't think. For me? We need to get a doctor, maybe. For me? I understand, but I don't like. There's a lot of twists and turns, you understand. You'd have to enter somebody's small intestine to get to this
1: point. Okay, but that's what I do. (laughs) That's literally what I do. I've looked at the anatomy. Yeah. And I know when You're I like, get like, where is this going? Point, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. In, where is like, this going? Like, I'm literally rearranging your guts. Yeah. Like, so, literally.
0: Yeah. So I guess it's, I guess, I guess it's good. Butt stuff is good because you can't, um,
1: you can't bottom out, which is good. Yeah. I mean, you can wear out your bottom.
0: Sure. <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> I like they're going to be like, okay, this is enough. Just rearrange <laughs> the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like with a what with a woman you can you can literally you can bottom you can but you can stop yourself you can bottom out and it's oh like, i used
1: to hit my wife's cervic, cervix I all bet. the time, and she was like it's very uncomfortable it's painful i don't like it it's it should be for you too well no it's not comfortable for me either but still like that's the struggle what i when i say big dick like you need to find someone that can take a big bds dick.
0: you need big dick, you, big dick struggle you Big dick uh, struggle. Oh, struggle. Yeah. You know, people, people have big dick energy BDE. Everybody knows you have big dick energy. You got that big dick struggle. You, people don't know about that. People don't know about but, your hips being misaligned because your dick's so big. People don't know about that shit. People exactly, don't know that you can't you, walk down the street and wear pants. People don't know that stuff. Okay, Brody? <laughs>
1: but, but and that's the thing. It's like, you don't, you, it's like frustrating until you find another person who has a big dick and they're like, oh yeah, this, this is, I'm like fucking finally someone understands right. me.
0: I say this like, a lot. I, I like I don't ever want I would never want to be uh, I would never want to identify as a person who had an amount of dick that, that I couldn't use. Right. I'm at the perfect stage where I can use all of my dick. Um, and that's great. I can go balls deep. But like to to like have like parts that you can't like, that's crazy. That's yeah. just to let you know, it's so fantastic to be able to use the whole thing.
1: Oh, I know. And when I can get to use it, I'm like, "Oh, this is what other people experience when they crazy. have sex." It's it's crazy. Great. It's like, "Wow, this is amazing." Yeah. This is. Yeah. I wish I could do this all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because, like, even if You're I'm a genetic like, yesterday, anomaly. Um, yesterday I went walking through West Hollywood, yeah. and you know I don't wear underwear, and I do play into it. And yeah. so I'm walking, my my dick is just out there. There's yeah. no avoiding it. People are staring like crazy. And I'm like, this is fine. This is what I do. And I just so happened to walk by one bar and someone was like, oh my God, Brody, I follow you on Instagram and Twitter and oh my God. And I'm like, I stop. And it's very weird for me because I'm like, I'm just me. And I have all this stuff in the back of my head like we talked about, like growing up in the redneck stuff. And then all of a sudden now I have to be something different. And it's very different for me, and I love my fans. I, to be honest, I was like, all right, cool. Um, Cause they could see it through my pants. So I was like, all right, cool. I told them about a contest I'm having early to make them feel special. And then I was like, hey, if you want to see it, I'll like pull my pants open. You can like take a peek down there and they sure as shit did. And I it's fine. Yeah, they got real thing. to Do you,
0: Have people ever, um, have people ever accused you of, of, of like not having, uh, of, of like your, your dick being fake?
1: Oh yeah. It's very rare, but they come along and that's the and i just love to be like okay cool here's where i measured it length and width boom, go ahead and fight me now
0: well you know there was there was these guys um there was like a a run of guys in straight porn that had made like basically dildo dicks with like a tube down the middle so they could come on camera but they had these fake dicks and they and they had it on both sides um, oh and it was God. like this scandal in straight porn where it was it's like, ridiculous. and once they were found out, it was like,
1: it, it was they like couldn't. Millie Vanilli.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> like it was Milli a Vanilli. scandal. It You're was that. a scandal to the, to the extent of Millie Vanilli in the straight yeah. porn world. Um, So funny. All right. How do we find you? How do we follow you? I haven't been keeping tabs. I don't know how long we've been talking. Um, I don't know.
1: Um, But one last thing before we, we do yeah. that, before we wrap that up sure. is. Your um, show, not mine part of my <laughs> part of my audience and to play into what i just said about walking and called free balling yeah is i do that like we talked about on social media i do do that but in a very delicate way yeah and that allows these straight men that can't search out gay porn they can see something and right. they can so it's it you know
0: Well, it's a progression as a man. It's a progression. Right. So like when I was 14, Mariah Carey in the honey video, just crouching down and giving me a little cleave that that would, that would allow me to bust. So it's like, it's a progression. Right. And so I don't know. What's your plea to anybody who's in a situation where they feel inauthentic, they know internally who they are and there's some kind of thing stopping them. What's your plea to them to um, go be themselves wherever that would be?
1: So I can speak from personal experience saying that I know what it's like to live with that shame and that guilt and you know, how much it plays into your self-esteem and your self-worth. And I can promise you that yes, it would be difficult to step outside of whatever situation you're in or talk and have that discussion with whoever, but being able to accept and love yourself unconditionally is worth so much more. It's worth all of that. Um, It just really is because your life changes 100%. You become a happy person instead of a sad person or a person that doesn't like themselves because society says you shouldn't do something and you're doing it. And like, it just relieves all of that. And you can't really understand what that is until you've done it, but it's worth it 100%.
0: And you'll meet somebody who sees you for the you that you are, and they'll
1: appreciate that you, and that feels way better. That is so much better. When you can just be authentic and be who you are and someone loves and accepts you for that and of course they unbearable. would and of course they would there's nothing sexier
0: than authenticity
1: oh yeah and that's what i go for with all of my films yeah. I, that's, that's authentic when you see me fuck someone on film it's not the first time i fucked them
0: we've been beating I, around the bush this whole time how do we get your porn how do we buy it how do we support you <laughs>
1: I'm what sorry, is the name excited. of the
0: OnlyFans?
1: I get excited. So it's, um, I'm sure you'll have the links b- below. You got all us all time.
0: juiced up. Now we want to go buy that shit. How do we do it?
1: Um, so my OnlyFans <laughs> is just www.onlyfans.com rough Ruff, R-O-U-G-H underscore Ginger, G-I-N-G-E-R. Um, that'll take you right to it. Um, if you just search Brody Cayman in Google, it'll pop right up. You'll have all the things you need. Um, and be able to find all the things that you're going to want to see. And then I'm going to want you to see.
0: And where's the best place to do that? And I, I know we're worried about only fans only fans, your main place that you want people to go.
1: Um, if you want, if you want the good stuff, if you want the films, if you want to see what that authenticity looks like, it's on only fans right now, it's going to transition to other places. And by all means, I'll make sure you know how to find those places.
0: And how much is your um, subscription a month?
1: My subscription is $10 a month. Um, And I've, so I've subscribed to other people's and I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous, but I've gotten so many comments and compliments on the material and things I'm putting out there that my retention has stayed. I'm not filtering through people. I'm keeping people. And it's like, you know, it's, it's great content. I work very hard. I don't just say, like, let me fuck you and throw it on film and I'll throw it up somewhere like I'm learning who these people are. I'm making sure there's chemistry. I'm making sure that I'm investing in what I'm doing. Like, there's a lot of work.
0: Uh, I'm going to tell you, this is the most impassioned anybody's ever been about their content. And it's been throughout the whole episode. So I believe you. Um, (laughs) So get out there. Follow this gentleman like his stuff. Pay for his porn. You got to understand if uh, if you're seeing porn somewhere and you did not uh, pay an amount of money, then uh, chances are that uh, your favorite performer is not getting any money from that. And why should we allow that to be the case? If you like somebody, make sure they stay in the business. Uh, oh, this yeah. is the Sexy People Podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. What is now our, our fifth hour talking. <laughs> I really like talking to you. I hope we can do many more of these. Uh, there will be bonus content. Uh, the, the the audio was trash, and that's completely my fault, on the episode that we did, but I love the content of that episode. So we're going to try to release that the best way that we can uh, in, in, um, in as good of a quality as we can. Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast, uh, if you're on iTunes, we're on the other thing, Google Play. We're everywhere podcasts are. Uh, please make sure to listen and pay attention everywhere. We're also on YouTube uh, if you want to see the the fun episode today. Uh, Brody um, entrenched in British flags. Um, <laughs> for myself and for Brody and thank you guys for listening. And again, apologies on my part for um, the the void in content for a little bit of time, uh, more explanation in future episodes. Thank you, Brody. Um, I love you. Thank you, you I for appreciate having me. It.
1: I appreciate it. I had a great time. And I think this would be a great way to introduce your audience back into what you're doing because I, I every time I talk to you, I'm just, I have so much fun. So and much fun.
0: I'm, I think we're going to have to do like, we're going to have to do like a re-up like every four months, I feel like, and just keep doing oh, it. Just yeah. keep delving deeper.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Always happy to come on.
0: Sexy People Podcast, uh, that's the episode. Hit that like button because you're going to do all the things that I want you to do. Please share this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, if you had a good time, give us a review. We've done a lot of things to change over the years, and some of those things were awful. So if you like what you're hearing, tell us that we're doing a good job. Send us an email. Do the things. Like it. Check us out on Instagram, Sexy People Pod all the places. And uh, if you like the guests, uh, give us some good comments and uh, tell us who else we should have. Thank you so much for listening. We could not do any of this without you.